Hey everyone, Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils, and you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go Devils! Hello, everybody. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. We are the Uncle Puckers, Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony. We have some very special guests tonight. Our fellow uh, Hockey Podcast Network crew from the Brew Jackets are here tonight. We have Kevin and Lance from the Brew Jacket Podcast uh, talking all about the Columbus Blue Jackets. So we're all going to get into it today. We're going to talk a little shit to each other and uh, get to get really in the pulse of what is going on in the Ohio area when it comes to that team and the feelings and where they're going to end up this year in the Metropolitan Division and what they're kind of expecting for this year. So it'll be a lot of fun. Welcome, guys. How are you? What's up, man? Doing great, man. So. Hello, everyone. Hello. Uh, Hello, everyone. Good to be on the show. Thank you for having uh, Lance and I on, and this has been great. And, uh, Looking forward to this and talking some hockey about our favorite hockey teams. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. Now, you guys have been Blue Jacket fans. You guys are a lot younger than us, apparently. I mean, I can tell. But you guys have been Blue Jacket fans your whole lives? For me, well, uh, for me personally, uh, uh, 2009 is when I really got into the Blue Jackets. And the only reason is this, is that uh, I live in Illinois. And usually every year growing up, my, my, we would go down to Florida for spring break. That was like the big thing. And then in 2009, my mom was a, was a teacher at the time, and her spring break did not line up with the time to go down to Florida because it's a it's a timeshare that my grandma and grandpa own, and they only have it for a certain amount, like a certain week in March, and it just didn't line up. And my dad had already taken the time off from work, so he wanted to go somewhere. So, you know, I'm a big Ohio guy. I love Cincinnati stuff, and I love Columbus stuff. So he took me to do a trip to Cincinnati and go to Columbus, and I saw the Blue Jackets play. And since then, I've been following the Blue Jackets ever since 2009. Yeah, it's kind of a little happenstance, but it worked out for you, huh? Right, right. And what about you, Lance? Well, uh, a lot younger than you. I don't know how much younger than you. I am 32. Uh, me and Kev actually uh, share a, bir- a birthday. He is one year younger than me. Uh, yeah, okay. Nice. Uh, I've been a fan since, oh, my, like mid-early 20s. Uh, okay. I just, uh, 100% honesty, transparency, I started playing uh, NHL like 16. Nice. Uh, okay. And just really got into it. And I, I had to pick a team. And Great. Why not you pick know, your I was local a team? Right? Monsters fan. So okay. yeah, the, so then I became a Columbus Blue Jackets fan, and and ever since then it's just been Blue Jackets all the way. All right. And, so uh, for those of us that don't know, and I know I'm speaking for myself on this one, and I don't know who else, but one of you guys, please explain what is a Blue Jacket. Why are you guys called the Blue Jackets? So Kevin, go for it. it. <laughs> all right, I got this. I will. So it really just boils down to this: is that. In American history, when you look back at the Revolutionary War, we often called the British red coats because they wore red coats. Another, and the Blue Jackets were named after the Union soldiers that fought through the slaves in the Civil War. 
and Blue Jacket is another way of saying Union Soldier. And Ohio is a top five state in, in sending the most troops to fight for the North during the Civil War. Also, most of the hats and the jackets and other articles of clothing that the Union Army wore during the Civil War was made in Ohio. Mm -hmm. Also, Ohio produced two of the greatest generals in American history, Ulysses S. Grant and William Tecumseh Sherman, two guys that played a very pivotal role in winning the Civil War. Right. You know, a top three state, top five state that sent the most troops to fight for the North and a whole bunch of other stuff. So when the Columbus Blue Jackets is honoring Ohio's rich Civil War history, and it's also honoring the Union soldiers that fought to free the slaves that they're named after. And that's so it's definitely, for all the people who thought it was an insect, you're incorrect. Go ahead. I thought it was a bug. Yeah, now the well, cannon makes way yellow. more sense. Just got to tell you. About they have a cannon. I get it now. So, and that and that's a criticism. That's a criticism that I have. For, With that mascot? For, for, for the Blue Jackets. It's like, I personally, I like Stinger. I've gotten my picture with them because mm -hmm. every year around Christmas time for, for 10, they do a Santa, a Santa Stinger thing where you pay 10 bucks for, and it goes to charity and you get your picture taken with Santa at Stinger. It's pretty cool. And I like Stinger, but my big thing is it's like, oh, I see. it's like you're naming yourself the Blue Jackets. You're naming yourself after the Union soldiers and you have a, a cannon and you have a cappy shoulder patch, which is what the soldiers wore. Right. Right. You know what would be a good mascot, Kevin, is if, if you had Ulysses S. Grant. You know, yeah. somebody with a big Ulysses S. Grant head in the yeah. stands dancing around. Everybody would think so, it was Yosemite Sam. Yeah. So the Stinger the Stinger's <laughs> like the name association thing, yes. right? It's kind of yeah. like having the gecko for Geico and the car fox for Carfax, which absolutely makes no sense at all. Now I see how the mascot – I never put it together because, no. as Tony said, I thought it was an insect. Well, <laughs> I didn't know. So that's really my big thing is uh, you're naming yourself the Columbus Blue Jackets, named after the Union soldiers, and you're really going heavy on this Civil War mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. You have a bug as your mascot's like, Ugh, I don't know. Okay. No, yeah, I got to say, I have to say, Here's like, the devils have a cooler mascot. I got, I mean, <laughs> pretty cool I'm just going to say yeah. I'm just going to say it. Wait, what was that, Lance? I have, I have to um, give credit to the, I have to give credit to the Blue Jackets because since Kent Hitchcock was the coach in 2007, he is really the one that pushed the Blue Jackets to start using their Civil War team because nice. that's why they have their cannon when they score goals, when they mm -hmm. win, take the ice. and that's really Which they did like three times last year, right? 20 <laughs> There we go. No, he starts he early. He's four. 25. They did right. 20, 25 wins. Anyways. But point being, Kent Hitchcock Fucking is really Jersey. the one. Kent Hitchcock is really the one that pushed them, the Blue Jackets, to do it because the cannons, along comes the cannon. A couple years later, the cannon third jury. Yeah, you got to embrace jersey. that. Yep. I think it's probably good that most people don't know this, especially the southern states, because they might get all upset if you go well, play there. Well, too bad. Too bad. Yeah. Don't, don't <laughs> you know start what? a fucking did, war because you didn't want to be up slaves. What doesn't upset? I'm with you. What doesn't upset the southerners? <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah. we shit on Florida more than, I think, anybody on this And show, I live so, in Florida so, sometimes. Most of the people at those Florida games are Yankees. They're displaced Yankees. Yeah. It's a credit to the Blue Jackets because they have the cannon now, can, uh, Kepi shoulder patch, cannon third jersey, uh -huh. 
the so people at the, at the Blue Jackets games dress up like the Union soldier next to the cannon. Yeah, that's and, cool uh, as hell. They so should like, embrace they really that. It, they really get into it. And then the Blue Jackets, after each win, their version of Team MVP is they pass out uh, a cap, a Union Army Kepi for who was the best player of the game. Oh, so nice. it's a credit to the Blue Jackets for really leaning into that Civil War thing. See, much- this finally makes sense. And seriously, that is like almost like a branding issue for this team. And now... You've kind of enlightened us as to what it's all about. They need to push that a little further, man. I, I, apparently, Ken Hitchcock can make the Hall of Fame in the marketing department as well with uh, the <laughs> hell Columbus of a guy. Jackets. You know, Ken yeah. Hitchcock looks like he probably does some Civil War reenacting. Doesn't he look like yeah. he kind of does that on the side? He might. Be, I could totally see Ken Hitchcock being doing a Civil that, War you know, camping out a little bit. You know. Now we actually do. You guys know how the Devils actually got their name because there is an actual yeah. story behind it. You do know. I do. I know. Yeah. Oh, you both know. Okay. Awesome. Then we don't have to get into it. No. From what I, from what I've <laughs> read, it's based off of a folklore from like the 1800s. Exactly. Exactly. Mrs. Yeah. Leeds, who had 12 children, cursed her 13th baby to you know, you know, damn this child, whatever, came out as a devil, and then, you know, for. Decades and centuries, really more so centuries since it has terrorized the Pine Barrens of New Jersey, which is about 20 minutes away from where Dan and I live. And I've never, ever seen them. It's a twisted story of birth defects and infanticide. And we love it. It's great. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Hey, guys, with Columbus, I heard that like a lot of players say like Columbus is like you. I'll be honest. I don't know. I've never been there. Obviously, you know, I know that obviously the team pretty well. But uh, I know it's a spot that they say it's like a hidden gem there it is yeah yeah well johnny could thought so yeah Yeah. they they because he didn't want to come here Uh, well yeah go go ahead go ahead but uh yeah it's it's a absolutely awesome city it's one of the like every time i go there like okay so i'm going to compare it to cleveland real quick all right Mm -hmm. every time i go to columbus it's nice and clean i feel safe there's not People on the sidewalk like passed out or drunk or you definitely know, wouldn't like Florida. No, I'm not going. <laughs> yeah, definitely not like certain All parts. Right, of Florida. So I can't I pass out on the sidewalk. I guess I can still go, but you're, <laughs> I mean, I'll take an Uber. <laughs> Just I would love to go to Columbus and check out a Blue Jacket game. That would be a lot yeah, of fun. Definitely. Yeah, and you know, it's and what uh, Lance is saying there is absolutely right. Is that you know, it's just a great and. You know, what Tony is probably, a lot of players say, well, it's, a, it's a hidden gem, it's a great place to be, which is absolutely true, is that it is it is a great place to be. Everything is clean, it's safe. You know, it's like sometimes you hear on the news how some of these stories have awful crime and drug drugs and all the, and homelessness and all that stuff. Columbus does not put up with that. Have you, have you been to Newark? It's not like you've been to yeah. Newark. <laughs> yeah, I I, no, I, I have I have not been to Newark, but well, if you come, just stay in by the two block <laughs> put on radius. Of yeah. our stay around the stadium, stadium and yeah. then you're good. So, Don't go two blocks out, and you'll be fine. Uh, it, it really the Columbus changed for the better once the Blue Jackets came to Columbus because it started an economic boom. That's not worth right. that's yep. not worth billions of dollars. Yeah, no, yeah, Definitely. and now. All the big time events, if they're coming to Ohio, now that they're picking Columbus, it could be sports, it could be political. Yeah, you can get Jimmy Buffett. Too early. It's RIP It could be sports, political, music concerts, yep. it could be comic yep. book conventions, bodybuilding, you name it. If there's a big event that's coming to Ohio, it's coming to Columbus because the Blue Jackets started an economic 
Boom. How was the attendance there, Kevin? How was the attendance awesome. at the games? The thing about awesome, the Blue Jackets have established a, an awesome fan base that shows up regardless of how That's they That's great. Do. That's very and good. Whole, nationwide Arena holds about 18,000, and they'll probably usually get about you know fifteen to 16,000, and then sometimes they'll get 18,000. You know, the thing is with Ohio, you have uh, so many sports-related cities that you could suffer the same kind of problem we have in Jersey, where right here where we are, we're kind of like in the shadow of two fairly big cities, New York City, Philadelphia, so a lot of our state – fan base is kind of split three ways between the devils the rangers the flyers yep um and you know being in ohio you know hockey not so much but there's you got sports loyalties all over the place um mm-hmm. and even with the hockey you must have had a decent yeah, amount of pittsburgh steeler fans, fans yeah. uh, pittsburgh penguins yeah. fans yeah exactly it's an unfortunate reality it doesn't happen happen as much anymore but you still have people <laughs> that say that they like they like the Blue Jackets, but the moment they play Pittsburgh, they're wearing Pittsburgh shit. Yeah, and then, yeah, the, and then the next, and then the next Blue Jackets home game, you catch them wearing Blue Jackets stuff, and it's like, what the fuck? Well, that yeah, was a big yeah. thing in Tampa, Kevin. Like when I was in Tampa, I would go to the Yankee. I'm from Jersey, take these guys, and I would go to the Yankee games in Tampa, and the same Tampa Ray fans would be wearing Yankee outfits that weekend. And you know, I mean, it was just that's a big thing in Florida because it's the same thing as you have so many a mixture of fans, your, and stuff. your local team and your loyal team. That's mm-hmm. you know, yeah. people are transient, so that's you know, I, you want to keep can, up with the team. I can speak to that because I've gone to Florida many times over the years, and I wear like my blue jacket stuff and. Bengals and you know Ohio State and whatnot, and I'm just walking around and random person, hey, go Reds, go Bengals, or <laughs> go Ohio State, or hey, CBJ, go Blue Jackets. Like, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's right. Florida is basically most people that don't live there now live there, and they like their other team, other, other yep. teams. Well, let's get into the team. Yeah. So last year, like, look, you guys were decimated by injury. I mean, it really was – you're not crawling out of that last year. It was a shit year. You had a ton of injuries, a lot of bad luck. All right, that's over. What do you guys think of uh, the moves so far that were made this summer? Um, you know, mainly, I'm curious about what you guys think about your pickup of Damon Severson. Uh, personally, uh, well, one, of course, one of our biggest weaknesses was defense which did not help our goalkeeping. So bringing in uh, Severson and Provorov just to bolster that, we have Zach Berensky. He's been our, our all-star for, like, several years now, and he didn't get to play, like, more than 13 games last year before he was hurt My. the entire season. So we lost that leader. So with having him as a staple and just having some guys who are, you know, maybe a little better with their hands than, say, like, Good Branson uh, – you know, he's there for a reason, but it's not like you know to score points. Yeah, um, not for his offense. No. Uh, so to get some guys that are able to actually pass the, the puck and, and receive the puck well is just it's encouraging to me a little bit. <laughs> what about you, Kevin? You happy with Severson? Yeah. So basically, it, it really just boils down to this: is that realistically, the Blue Jackets never, ever, ever, ever should have been in the spot that they were in, but injuries really kind of screwed them right there where you get to the point where you are just in a never-ending situation where you just can't get out of that hole. You have one good game and you build some momentum, maybe two or three good games. All right, looks like we're going somewhere. And then because yep. all the injuries and everything, it just it gets to the point to where 
it's just too much. It just yeah. it builds up and it's too much, and you just there's no coming back from that. And yeah, the year prior we went through that with the Devils. I mean, we went through and before seven, that we've suffered a lot, so we we totally get it. Like we suffered, we were those guys. Like, yeah, you're a little loud. Well, like, so it, it's like Sorry. one. It's it's kind of this, this little spectrum thing because it's like the defense wasn't very good. So yeah, but there are a lot of injuries, so that's why the defense wasn't very good, and that's why a lot of the goal attending wasn't very good. So like. Getting being healthy by default is going to help, and getting someone like an Ivan Provorov and a Damon Severson is going to help big time. Now, is Severson? Do you guys know Severson on your top pairing? Yes. Is, is he with Rowensky? Yeah, according to this, uh, yes. Cap friendly okay, projections. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, you're you're going to have fun with that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, good luck. I I, I like Severson. Um, that now that he's not with the devils, um, <laughs> Damon Severson is a, you know, I don't know how much you've seen of him. Um, I thought he had a very good year last year, but he was also on the third pairing. So he did not get every year before that. He was one of the uh, top two and he wants to be a forward. I mean, this dude will make defensive mistakes, but he can score some beautiful goals. Okay, and some game winners for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing skill and stuff. It's just that sometimes some of the decisions would be like, uh, I can't believe he did that. And, yeah. you know, there's even a, a, some amount of own goals. Last year, though, I'll tell you that huh. as we got closer to the playoffs, he came on strong, and he was actually a very good performer for us in the playoffs. So, yeah, he yeah, had a good it, playoff. he, yeah, he's a mixed bag, but – I could totally see why you guys would want him, and I think uh, it could work out pretty well for you. He was yeah, the most sought-after defenseman, I think, wasn't he? I think. Yeah, he yeah, he was one of the biggest free agents going yeah. out this summer. I and, like Severson. You know, I mean, I think he gets. I think he's kind of became. I think the fan base got a little hard on him at the end. You know, all of us on our show, we kind of have different thoughts on him. He, but Dan's right. I mean, the guy really showed up in the playoffs. I mean, he, I was really impressed with that, and he did have a solid season. Um, you know, so. And you guys got to love. You know, Mike Babcock, Babcock pickup, right? Yes. I mean, that's that, I. I think if I was in your position and being a Blue Jacket fan, I would be extremely excited about that. You know, it, he's. I mean, the guy's got the pedigree, and if everything that he has said uh, up to this point is true, and he has learned from his past mistakes, and he can actually teach these young guys and bring them up and develop them in the right way, you guys will be in very good hands with him, man. That's that's, that's got to be pretty exciting. Yeah. And that's one of the big things is that. This is what the where the Blue Jackets currently are. They need someone like that because you have young up and coming talent, and some a lot of them are taking good positive steps. But you need someone like a Babcock that can teach them to not only be good offensively, but you need someone to teach them defensively and help them bring them along. And part of the reason why they got Sievers in is because look, they need. Big issue was they just couldn't get the part because of the injuries, but they just couldn't, a lot of times, they just couldn't get the puck out of their own end to save their life. And the goalie can only stop so much, and then boom, yeah. you get scored on, boom, you get scored on. And what Sieber said, what I've noticed, some of the highlights, he's just so good with just moving the puck and just getting mm-hmm. out of there. That's just going to help the Blue Jackets, you know, big time along with, the, you know, Proveron. And in the press conference, Yarmo said that the Blue Jackets general manager, Yarmo Kekalainen, said that one of the reasons that they went aggressively after Severson, because he, he was their guy that they targeted for a, at least a year. 
but also they wanted to get ahead of it and not risk the bidding war and free free agency. So by giving him that big contract that they did in trading for his rights, there is no bidding war. The Blue Jackets yeah. automatically win. With Damon Severson will, unless he's traded, will retire a Blue Jacket. I mean, you guys got him for eight years. <laughs> yeah, so. that's the only kind of thing I'm like, huh? It's a long contract. Yeah, that's what happens now. Contract. You get stuck with these contracts at the end. You kind of expect to eat the last two years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, more. Yeah, I would say two or three. Yeah, if you can get five good years out of an eight-year contract and then you know dump it off to you know Arizona, you just yeah. do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but so, I, I go ahead, Bob. I was gonna say, um, actually, before I get to my point, just just so you guys know, as soon as we got on the Hockey Podcast Network, the first thing I did was look at some of the shows on there to see if I could maybe find a show similar to us that's kind of a little little different than just your standard statistical show and. <laughs> yeah. Brew Jacks was the first one that popped in to me, man. That was in my wheelhouse. I've been listening to you guys. I appreciate your show. Um, I'm just really curious. So we had predictions, lightly light predictions, if you will. And, you know, I look at your team, and I certainly don't see the team that finished as low as you did last year, right? But we kind of got faced with the same thing that real analysts got faced with. It wasn't necessarily looking at your team – and not appreciating them, it was saying, who are you going to move? Who are you going to beat up the ranks to, you know, to climb up a little bit? So that'd be my question for you guys. Like, where do you realistically think this team can wind up? You know, obviously, if you're healthy and that kind of thing, you, just, you know, no glass ball here. But because somebody has to come out, that's the deal. Or two people yeah. have, two teams have to come out. So who do you see coming out and where do you see it going? I would realistically oh. say that on the low on the lowest end, I would say something like six in the in the division. Okay. Highest four. And the reason and the reason I say this is that a similar situation years ago happened to the Blue Jackets. The 2015-2016 season, they were coming off a, a not very good season. They picked third. They got Dubois and a bunch of other stuff. And the following season they finished third in their division under John Tortorella. They went on a 16-game winning streak, 108 points. They made the playoffs and all this fun stuff. Swept Tampa. Yeah. Um, team's still in there. They, they, did sweep, they did sweep Tampa, but that was a couple seasons later. Oh, but, yeah, that's right. The 16-game winning streak was not that year. That's uh, right. You guys started out the Tampa basically – Cups, uh, cup yeah, you guys run. pissed them well, off. Right. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, finish, finish like, your point. My point being is that in 2016, 2017, that season, the season after a bad season, they made the playoffs 16 games in a row, you know, 108 points and third in their division because that that was a similar team like what this team is. It was a young up-and-coming team that had a lot of young blossoming talent, and that was the season that started to finally blossom to where the Blue Jackets went to force great trips to the playoffs including knocking out Tampa Bay and Toronto. And you have a coach like Mike Babcock that's a proven winner and can develop talent. You have a team like the Blue Jackets that's got young up-and-coming talent. And that's why I say fourth under best circumstances that you could be fighting for a playoff spot if it all goes well. And if not, sit, you know, fifth to sixth is probably the lowest because the 2020-2022 season – a lot of people were saying they're not going to be very good. They're going to be last place. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen. They didn't make the playoffs at 81 points, but they were a very tough competitive team that season. 
So, Lance, the, you agree with the general assessment? You got something a little um, different? Yeah. So, I, I mean, the the one thing I'm going to say is the Metro is a tough division. Mm, for sure. We got the Canes. We got the Devils. We got the Rangers. I, I mean, realistically, I, I see us finishing above Philly and the Caps. Sure. And maybe Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, they're okay. just starting really – I mean, not starting, but they're they're kind of aging out. Yes, Kyle Dubitz might, might breathe a little bit of life in there for uh, a year or two, but, um, you know, it's just – that's the reality of it. I, um, I don't – I mean, I, I had – like, we did our, our Eastern Conference power rankings, and I out of the 16 teams, I, I had Columbus at 14. I had them above Philadelphia in the Metro, and that was it. I just think uh, – I think – but, I mean, Mike McCarthy on the XM, uh, on he's super high on Columbus, man. He This dude is like um, – Columbus will be in the hunt for a playoff spot. And, look, if Adam Fantilli hits and if yeah. your young guys start, you know, playing their ass off and Babcock does what Babcock does, I can see a world where that totally does happen. Um, yeah, they make me nervous. I, like, I remember how they played a they, couple years ago. I remember how they played against us. And, again, I don't know where to put them in the standings. Right, but I can see the whole thing just getting flipped. That's and, how I feel. Yeah, like I, I, I have them at at you know uh, seventh place in in the metro, but and, and, and I can every see, I, I can see them in the world had the Devils in eighth last year. Yeah, you never and know I when can that see them passing Washington. I can see them. I think Pittsburgh is gonna. I think this is kind of the last year for Pittsburgh, but I do see Pittsburgh and and the Rangers fighting for that third spot this year. I really do. I think Pittsburgh is gonna still be in there. They are old. I do think that they're not going to really do too much damage if they make the playoffs, but I do think they'll be uh, in the hunt. But I, I'm real excited to kind of see what Columbus does this year because we talk about it all the time. To have that new blood in the playoffs is going to be so nice when it's yeah. New Jersey and Columbus and Ottawa and Buffalo and all those teams going after each other and, you know, the Bostons and the Rangers. Maybe they're, you know, struggling a little bit, which is fine with us. So yeah, that would that that's a world that I want to be in. What did yeah. you guys think about the Fantilli pickup, the draft? Oh God! Oh my God! He fell into your fucking lap. Yeah. You guys must have been doing backflips. Silver oh lining. My God. All right. I this is my feeling. So on the day of the 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 draft lottery, I'm watching it, and Kevin Weeks fucking blows it by spoiling. Yeah, it. he did. Oh my God! What what the fuck was that? And then, <laughs> and then a couple days later, he tries to backtrack on Twitter, like, "Oh, I didn't do it." And blah, blah. it's like, "Yeah, you did." Let's like, just be honest with yourself. You did. You did. Um, but point. But I remember the day of the draft. Um, and when they got, they had that they had the second best chance to get Bedard. And then when they get announced to, to three, I'm like, "Fuck." And I'm and I'm legitimate thinking to myself that Blue Jackets lost out on an opportunity to get Bedard or Adam Fantilli, mm-hmm. and Leo Carlson is projected to be to be a good player, and I totally would have been okay with the Blue Jackets getting him. But it to me, it kind of a downgrade, and I was and I was at a point where I was mentally preparing myself for Leo Carlson, and I was okay with it. Mm-hmm. And then the day of the draft, I think, oh, it's probably going to be. But then you keep hearing over the couple weeks leading up to the draft, the rumors pop up. I don't know. The Ducks might pick Carlson. The Ducks might pick Carlson. The Ducks might pick Carlson. Sure. And it keeps coming and coming and coming. Ooh, maybe, maybe there's something to that. And then the day of the draft, the Ducks pick Carlson. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. The Blue Jackets might get Adam Fantilli. 
And then the Blue Jackets pick Adam Fantilli, and we're like, let's fucking go. I saw the best picture. It was a picture of a guy with a Fantilli jersey on it. It was a Ducks jersey, and he was just staring. (laughs) It just totally sadness. Even more so than Connor Bedard, I believe Adam Fantilli is more NHL ready at this moment right now than pretty much anybody else that went in that right. first round. And yeah, so yeah, he's going to be fun to watch. I'm really excited to and check him the, out this and year. And the thing about Fantilli is that he, other than like Pierre-Luc Dubois and like maybe like Ryan Johansson, the Blue Jackets have never really had that good top six center. And they, yeah. and they, they had it with Pierre-Luc Dubois. All this good stuff. He he helps them to the playoffs multiple times and scores big goals. He gets his first ever hat trick in his rookie season. Then he gets his first ever playoff hat trick against the Maple Leafs and all this positive progression is going up. And like, all right, we finally got our number one center. And then he does his stupid shenanigans and quits on the team that gets traded. And then that yep. set the that set the Blue Jackets back. And then finally you have a guy like Adam Fantilli that's projected to be your top six center that you've needed for so long. You finally have that guy that's projected to be that top six center guy. And it's just, it's like fucking awesome. And thank you. So speaking of a a possible top six center, it looks like Nat right now, they'd kind of slot him into the third line. What's your thoughts on something like that? Do you wait and develop him? So he goes right into top six or do you put him on a third line or lower? I'd say this is that, I've read more and more about this is that when Mike Babcock had Austin Matthews, as good as he is, and he's, you know, 40 goals, 50 goal season, 60 goal season, all that stuff. When he started out, he put him out on the third line. And I think, oh, why did he do that? But then you read into it and it makes sense is that you let him eat as good as he is. You don't want to screw with his development and you let you ease him into it, gives him some easier matchups for a little bit. When he's ready, he did pull him up to top six minutes and didn't leave it after that time. So oh. in, in some hypothetical scenario, Fantilli had third line minutes, I'd be okay I'd be, be okay with that. Well look Bob, I mean we had Jim Dowd, Stanley Cup winner on the show a couple of days ago. What do you say about the third line? It's the best place to play. You're not yeah. going up against the best match. I agree. You're, you're you're you know, as long as you get some ice time, you're you're gonna be in an advantageous situation for yourself, especially a young guy like that. I think it's probably smarter to put him on the third line. If anything, though, he probably gets at first. They he won't stay there. Long. They probably, no. probably put him on the second line to start. You know, to start off and see what where he goes from there. Yeah. If he if he does good, you bump him up because right now Boone Jenner has that number one spot. Sure. Yeah. He has the he has the chemistry with Patrick Line and Johnny Gaudreau and even Kirill Marchenko. That's why he's there for now. Eventually, Ventilli will get him. But what about you, Lance? Oh, uh, straight up, yeah. Third line's great for me personally because I mean, there's still guys fighting for spots at this point. We're actually struggling to fit all these pieces in on the team, and that creates some great competition among the players. So I'm looking forward to that, and it, it, I think you should start at third. Yeah, yeah. Now, I I, I always liked uh, Corpusala, and we don't get to see him a whole lot. Uh, you guys, of course, saw him all the time. What were your thoughts about Corpus Allah and, you know, was it a mistake to get rid of him? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a total All right, we'll start with Lance. I want to hear like why. This, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they let him walk. The, the only real reason is because of the the season that Elvis Merzlikens had. Now, granted, 
he doesn't have help back there. There's no defense in front of him. So he can only, even if he saves 99% of shots, if they're allowed to take 70 shots a game, it's still like two goals or, you know what I mean? Like that's a, it's still like a goal. And, and, and just having that, having Corpusalo, man, he was a legitimate, just alternate goalie. It wasn't like he was the backup. He was an alternate goalie. Right. And, and he was, I mean, he has the record for most saves in a in, in a, uh, a playoff game. So, I, I always I always liked him. I always liked Corpusal, and I think Ottawa is you know going to be a hell of a lot better because of him this year. Yeah, but you don't you're you're okay with him walking, Kev? Well, because you have to, because Jonas Corpusal, a good goalie, he, you know he's a big reason why their minor league team, the Monsters, won the Calder Cup. And he's just had so many good moments with the Blue Jackets, and his probably his biggest moment, in my opinion, where he had two shutouts in the playoffs against the Maple Leafs, and that's a big reason why they yeah. won the, why they won that series because Toronto that series was coming in with just a ridiculously good offense, and under Tortorella they played real good aggressive defensive style tight checking, combined with Corpusal just playing lights out, and that took out the Maple Leafs because of his real good. Def- his two good shutouts, and even last this past season, the defense wasn't very good. But he still played ridiculously good and stole a lot of games for the Blue Jackets that they probably should have lost, but they, <laughs> but they won because of just his outstanding play. Yeah. But the thing is, is that you have to look at this: is that for every team until the end of this, until the end of the 2023-2024 season. There's going to be that flat cap. And Jonas Corposalo was on a cheap one-year, $1 million deal. And the way he was playing, there was no way the Blue Jackets were going to be able to afford that. Especially when you consider some of their younger guys coming up for big-time deals that they're going to need to pay. You need to save that money. And when someone like the Kings comes around, and offers you a first-round draft pick and a second-round oh, yeah. draft pick for him, you take that. You say, thank you for everything, Jonas Corposalo. Thank you. But it's time, unfortunately, it's time for you to go because the Blue Jackets need those draft picks. And right. they got a third-round draft pick, too. And that third-round so, draft pick was used to get Severson. So right. it needed to happen. Which is ours now. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. So, it needed that trade for Jonas Corposalo, a goal I would still want to have on the Blue Jackets, but you have to be realistic and honest about it, that they're realistically there probably was going to be no way that the Blue Jackets were going to be able to afford to pay for that contract that he was going to get. Right, because that makes sense. Really so being that you guys are the Blue Jackets, what kind of brews are we talking about if we were going to go over there that we need to know about, you know, that's well, maybe more local to you? Well, well go, so, go. Kevin doesn't drink. One, uh, okay. I am severely allergic to wheat and barley. Okay, I can't drink either. Well, okay, that's not true. I do a lot of ciders. Okay, but okay, so there's it could uh, be brewing okay. coffee, could be brewing tea. It doesn't have to be beer. I might have misinterpreted the name. No, no, it's it's alcohol. Uh, oh. So there are a couple good good ones around. I haven't always been allergic. It's been something over the last eight years. So oh, no wow. shit. what a bummer. There is a uh, a company out of Cincinnati called Rheingeist. They do make a really good cider called Cider Geist. Um, it has like a little ghost on the front of the of the can, and, and they're awesome. Um, 
Then there's uh, Brew Dogs, and they actually make a Blue Jackets kind of themed dish. Oh, uh, that's cool. That's cool. It's called Elvis Juice after you know, <laughs> Whoa, Elvis nice. Lincoln's. All right. Uh, is it, is this a gluten uh, allergy, Lance? Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So have you heard of Glutenberg? Uh, no. Bob is our beer guy. That they oh. produce like a, a superb stout considering it's gluten-free. Steve Glutenberg? And they have a whole line. <laughs> Glutenberg, yeah. They have a whole it's line. The they got a pale ale. They got a couple of different things. got an IPA. So if really? it's a gluten sensitivity, yeah, gluten look them IPA. up. Glutenberg, you get four up. packs. You know, 16 ounce, uh, it's really high quality for gluten-free. So well, that's where you can go. You can get back in the beer seat. Uh, I have one more question for you guys, too, actually. Who do you I'm doing PSAs. Okay. Who, what fan base do you fucking hate the most? Like, we all have them. Like, we hate the Rangers. Uh, New right? Jersey Devils. Well, yeah, exactly. It's okay. Hey, if it's the Devils, say it. I mean. No, it's not. It's not. So historically speaking, you, it's, you have to look at it this way, is that most of the time it's Pittsburgh. And the reason Pittsburgh. Is, and, the reason it, and then I'll answer the booze question, too. Um, <laughs> it's Pittsburgh, and the reason is for this, because historically speaking, Ohio sports teams in general do not get along with Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh, generally speaking, historically speaking, do not get along with Ohio teams. The Reds have got into fights with Pirates. The Bengals and Browns have had issues with the Steelers where they get at it. And then the uh, Blue Jackets and Penguins have had games over the years and playoff games where they get into it and, you know, Pittsburgh kind of has a little dirty shenanigans and, you know, yeah. stuff like that. It's that Allegheny River rivalry, right? Basically. So, <laughs> yeah. like, a perfect example is the 2021-2022 season. The Blue Jackets are playing Pittsburgh. And the Blue Jackets are – the game is tied at two, like, late in the third period. Crosby blatantly bumps into, into Jonas Corposalo – and the puck comes loose, and he scores after that. When that under normal circumstances, that's goaltender interference, no goal. But because it's Pittsburgh, they reviewed it, said, "Oh yeah, that's that that's that's a goal." Yeah, we've all been well, there. Yeah, you can totally do that. It's like, yeah. Like, and the Blue Jackets went on to lose that game. So it's like, you know, thanks. But historically speaking, Pittsburgh, because Ohio sports teams in general don't get along with Pittsburgh. Now, right. as for the booze question that you asked. Generally speaking, I don't really do booze, but at our bar is the Big Blue Jackets bar in Columbus, and they have this shot that's called a stinger bot. It's blue, and it's like vodka, tequila, and like one other thing. And Curse I do that out, probably. probably. And, yeah. Yeah. and I do that before Blue Jackets games. Also, uh, it doesn't exist anymore, but for two years, I had my own Blue Jackets-themed beer called Union Soldier. Oh, I like that. That's I slick. That. And uh, so the basic. That's very cool. You made the yeah. can label designed and everything? I wish you had So you, you brewed this. this. Wonderful. Uh, no. Huh. Uh, and Endeavor Brewing is the beer company in Columbus that did the brewing. They reached out to me because I have a Blue Jackets fan group. And they wanted to do a Blue Jackets themed beer. Nice. And, they said, and okay, we'll do it. And we did. Union Soldier, so it's the Union Soldier, the hockey stick, the state flag of Ohio. There's that is beautiful, man. Yeah, that's man. Really great job. That there's is fantastic. Can, there's there's be a cool mascot. On it. There's tribute yeah, right? to, to Ulysses S. Grant, William Tecumseh Sherman. A tribute to my two relatives in my family that fought for the Union Army that are on this can. Very Civil War heavy theme. It says White Lager, which is, it is interesting. A white, 
Yes, it is right. a white it's, flag. Which even adds to the Civil War. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's a Civil you know? War theme. Oh, right. There's no so insect on the camera. Year, yeah, good. so for, for two years, basically for two years, it sold out really well, all the places in Columbus, and I was going to bring some back up to my home in Illinois when I was in Columbus this past April. I did it in October, but this past April, they were sold out, couldn't do it. And then I get an email from them about almost, you know, about a month ago that it's not coming back because they Endeavor Brewing just doesn't want to do sports-themed drinks anymore. Yeah, probably some lawyers got it. Yeah, it's a beautiful can, though, man. Yeah, yeah, that's a good job. Well, guys, before before we let you guys go, uh, one question: You got, you know, um, Stanley Cup picks. Who's going? Who's going to be in the Cup Finals? Who's winning the Cup? Oh wow! Oh shit! No deep dive, just. That's okay. (laughs) It's not Uh, like we're going to record this and play it back if you're horribly wrong. (laughs) Nobody's listening, Lance. Uh, uh, (laughs) Damn. Gonna Man, I think his head's about uh, to explode. I'm going to go. Okay. okay. I'm going to go. Wild. All right. It's going to be Canes versus Kraken. Let's go. Oh, I thought All you right. were going Minnesota Wild. I, know, I, I was like, wow, that's a ballsy that pick. Ballsy. Canes and who did you say? Kraken. Kraken. Wow. Oh, I, that's that's great. I, like the, I like the pick for the Kraken there. That's, that's pretty All right. Cool. So yeah. as Devil fans, I got to say that even though we are Devil fans, that would be a fun final to watch. It would be. No it's, doubt. How about you, Kev? Okay, so I have two answers to this. There's the uh, my Blue Jackets fan talking of what I want. Will it happen? Probably not. Which is <laughs> <No. a lot. laughs> I want the Blue Jackets to win the Stanley Cup, sure, but, but probably not. So from the more realistic side of thing, I have a I can see a couple teams that could potentially do it. Obviously, Vegas by default because they won it. You kind of have to consider that. Sure. Uh, Maybe Tampa Bay, maybe Colorado, maybe you know the Devils. This past season, they took that big, that big step to where you knock out the, you make the playoffs, you knock out the Rangers. Maybe they can go on a run to the Stanley Cup. Maybe win it. Maybe Carolina can do it. Uh, so, got to give us two teams. You can't go through all thirty-two. <laughs> Who's going to be in the no, Cup we're, final? We're going to pin you down now. You got to pitch us too. Kevin's well, covering his own ass. <laughs> Those are the but, teams. I, those are the teams that I think that 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 that, that could do it. Right. Well, I heard Dave, right. Devils versus Vegas. That, That's what I heard. <laughs> guys, uh, Flyers Lance, and Sharks. <laughs> Lance and Kevin, guys, thank you so much for coming on, this man. We awesome, really guys. appreciate yeah, it. Um, check them out on the Hockey Podcast Network. Same with us. Uh, I said Hoppy, Hoppy, Hoppy Podcast, Podcast Network. I said the Podcast yeah. Network. I love the Podcast. <laughs> That's a cool cat. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, this shit's easy. No. Lance was saying uh, he wanted to read your, your, do your readings for you, Chris, today. No, I got to do that. We'll do that. We'll do that when these guys. We'll do that when these guys go. Um, thank you guys again so much for coming on. Please, you're welcome anytime. Brew Jackets podcast, definitely check them out for Blue Jacket fans or just if you want some entertaining hockey content. These I think two we got to uh, meet up after so, maybe a matchup this year. Look on the yeah, schedule. Yeah, I think we got to definitely cool. do sure. something. Be a little before yeah. or after. That'd be fun. That would be fun. So, yeah. guys, thank you so much for coming. The Brew Jackets. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. All right. Take it easy. Peace. Cheers. All right. Hey, guys, we have uh, DraftKings. Um, so they sent out They sent out their um, new s- schedule, right, or new right. thing. So the last one that we got was for college football, right? Right. And – you can bounce out, Kev. You oh, can just oh, you, you can X off, dude. Oh, thank you. You're the best. Thank Peace, you. Peace, brother. Thanks, Kevin.
One quick question. I oh, yeah, sure. Just, just was just wondering this. How, co- how come I was, of course, watching the playoffs this past season and watching your series against the Rangers, I think that yes. was great that you're able to knock out the Rangers. But Totally. Um, why did it sound like your 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 playoff games so it sounded like a Rangers home game when they rained? Because oh. okay, so that, that's what we deal with. That's yeah, what we live that's with. It. Yep. That's why yeah, we hate the is, Rangers. This is our <laughs> whole lives, and it has gotten considerably better. When we were in our twenties and going to games, uh, if it was a Ranger game, it was split. Man, it was fifty fifty or majority Rangers. I mean, some of this geography. Imagine that where the the Blue Jackets play was like. Ten miles away from uh, the uh, the Penguins, yeah. what would uh, your stadium look like? You know, worst Manhattan. It, it, that's what it comes down to. That's the answer yeah. because it, it, geographically, it's amazing how close these uh, metro area teams are. They're like they are, their stadiums close. are legitimately ten miles away. Yeah, I, when I saw that happen, I just felt a, I felt a lot of sadness and just embarrassment. Like, oh man, you, you're letting yeah. that for a playoff game. Like, that's I know. Good. It, yeah, for us, it was a small victory because it was at least 60-40. It's yeah, only when it's the Rangers. Okay. Um, but I do have to say, more so than ever in my entire life, for those games at MSG, there was a nice That's devil right. contingent. Definitely. I was very happy not, with equal, the devil fans that were there. They were, they were not, loud. Yeah, they were loud. They were not nearly the numbers of the Rangers. But look, man, the Rangers have been around for over 100 years. They're, you know, original six team. Yeah. You know, we came around 1982. And right. a lot of people that are living in New Jersey with those New York roots, their families, grandparents and stuff, they were Rangers. You, you have Devils fans whose dads are you Ranger know? fans. That's yeah. fucking yeah. tough. Just because there wasn't a team. There wasn't a team. So yeah. they rooted and for it, the Rangers. It goes to show so. you, you don't have to be necessarily the winningest team. It's just if you have the biggest media push, and New York media is gigantic, the biggest in the world, um, you're going to have a sizable fan base no matter what in, a, in one of the largest cities in the world. Uh, because, you know, success-wise, you know, that's one nice thing, though, about being the, the Devils fan when you're kind of outnumbered like that, you got that underdog mentality. When you win, you're always, you know, it's always Rocky one, you know, you're always yeah. there. You're supposed to go down, but then, you know, you get back up and, and do it. And it's kind of cool. You got that chip on your shoulder. It gets a little tedious sometimes too, dealing with the Ranger fans, but uh, it's just kind of built in to being a devil fan, how to yeah. deal with that and look at the good and bad. And one thing to know always is that the devils have won three cups in the last 40 years and they have won one. So yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, hopefully the Blue Jackets will get there soon. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Be... They're 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 definitely you know they're building there and act, you know they're to me they're following the similar path that the Bengals are following is that they had a they're building themselves up and now last two seasons Bengals in the Super Bowl AFC Championship game and now they're going for it again. So yep. Yeah. Once you get them, once you open that window and you you know keep it open as long as you can and it's fun, man. It, yeah. It's just starting for you guys. It's just starting for us. I'm looking forward to the next five years. It's going to be a lot of fun. We, I we had our little mini run there from the you know four straight seasons from 2016, 2017 to 2019, 2020 where that was a lot of fun for a straight trip to the playoffs and you knock out Tampa Bay and Toronto and yeah, that was just you know yeah, so. yeah. So, well, good luck this season, and we'll definitely be in touch, man. Yeah, yeah man, definitely, brother. Right. Thanks again, Take man. Care, Kevin. Take it easy. Very cool. Thank, Thank you. Peace. Thank you. Thank you. Peace, Kevin. Thank you. Bye. Bye, bye, brother. So long, bud. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so now you get to do your reads, Chris. Well, so they oh, sent yeah. the, the the new the old script, right? I got the new one, and 
they sent the old one and uh, last week, which was for college football. And one of the things was to use the code THPN. You bet $5 on any college football game and get $200 in free bets. I'm not a big gambler. I, you know, back 20 years ago, I would place a few bucks on football. I games bet you now. are. No, I'm serious. So, but the hockey podcast network sent, you know, a little email out to like kind of push this thing a little bit more. So I was like, you know, fuck it. I'll do it. So I put five, I opened a drafting account, put five bucks in. I bet a college football game last night for my $5, you know, one is double. Is this it. a legit story? Or are you doing the no, this is a legit right story. Uh, so I, I thought this read is so much better than the old read. So I had, it's amazing. I had eight, I, so I got eight, I got eight $25 bets to get $200 yeah, yeah. in free bets. So I bet the devil's to win the cup. Nice. I bet the Devils to win the Metro. I took all futures, and some of them a little unrealistic. I bet um, the Luke Hughes will win the Calder Trophy for Rookie of the Year. And I took uh, Minnesota beats the Jets in the Super Bowl. That $25 bet wins me 8700 And I don't hate yeah. – First I of all, threw, it's never I threw happen. $25 but, down a hole the other day too. <laughs> well, they, it wasn't my money. I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, money. That's what I'm saying. I, I, so, I, you have a chance. Absolutely. I got the new one now. And it's all about football. So in a, in a month, next... Chris is going to be calling us to borrow money. Hey, man, I got this fucking lead. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the bank just came to my house. We're going to upgrade to the uh, next Riverside. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's $7,000. Oh, this is a good year. one. Yeah, I got to get my you to legs. collect on that $70 right away right, that you owe me. So I do, and I have a couple of bets now on the NFL for next week. Like I said, I used my two hundred dollars in free bets, but it's not over because DraftKings is the official sports betting partner of the NFL, and they're giving you a can't miss offer for Week One: two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly when you bet just five bucks on any NFL game. Trust oh. me, I just did it. I just did it, and it worked awesome. And I have. Eight future bets on awesome yeah. things the Devils are going to do. And you all could year. bet you could bet realistic things or unrealistic things. It doesn't matter. Absolutely. Well, isn't all betting pretty much unrealistic? I like mean, there's just no sure thing, you know. I'll bet so, on the uncle puckers. So uh, every single day this September, you can get that on DraftKings. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code THPN to sign up. New customers can take home two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly just for betting five bucks. That code. THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Everybody, take a deep breath. I will be going through disclaimers for the next 20 minutes. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. ccdkng.co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources bonus bets expire seven days after issuance that's why i had to use all my bets today because they expire seven days after issuance eligibility and deposit restrictions apply <sighs> good job boy i need a lot of credit you're doing great with these you're yeah, gonna man. next week i have a devil you know you guys want to do it oh definitely let's was- do that Totally okay. not prepared, as I never am. So, yeah, what's the worst that can happen? All right. Let me find. I mean, I want to play a game. Ooh. Shall we play a game? Whatever you-
Buckle up, boys and girls. It is time for the Devil You Know on the Uncle Pucker New Jersey Devil Podcast. <laughs> I kind of wish, wish uh, Kevin and uh, nice Lance to have here. On. Just, just for that part. They don't have to go to the game. Oh, boy. All but right. I would like is... to explain to them that is an actual, actual ripper there. It is. Right. Anyway. It is a it is a real fart. It's a Chris yeah. exclusive. A real wonderful, beautiful. Fart. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So uh, this is the devil you know. I uh, will ask questions. Um, I'll give clues rather of a former New Jersey Devil and Tony, Dan, and Bobby get to guess. Uh, try to guess the right answer. They get three incorrect answers before they are eliminated. They can ask me any question they want. I can or cannot answer. It is completely up to me. You know, it occurs to me, nobody's ever been eliminated yet. Nope. Too scared could to ask th- the third question. Could be, could be tonight. It could be. <laughs> no, um, right? Nope. Nope. Uh, Tony has a penchant for getting these within half a clue, so yes. I expect this to be over pretty quick. Tony, do you want to um, just guess right now before we even start? So yeah, can... just go ahead. Does it count? Give me a guess. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yes. throw a name out there. John Van Beesbrook. He was the first one we ever did. Oh, oh yeah. 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 We just started <laughs> sharing the file. Right. So Tony's out. So he did share the file God. with me a couple months ago, I think, actually. Yeah, we need to, we need to redo that. But, all right, let's do it. All right. This guy was drafted in the second round, 60th overall, by the New Jersey Devils. Hmm. He is a Canadian. He was born in Melville, Saskatchewan. How do you spell that? <laughs> M-E-L-V-I-L-L-E. No, yeah, that ain't happening. <laughs> S-A-S-K. Something. Yeah. He uh, led... What number was he drafted? A-W-A-N. 60th. 60th in the second round is what he said. In the second round, 60th overall. And what year? I didn't give you a year. You didn't give me a year. Okay. But I will in a, in a little bit. I'm going to see if you guys can get this. Um, he made his NHL debut on October 9th, 2014. Mm. Mm. He finished his first season with 17 points, 5 goals, and 12 assists in 51 games. He's the first Devils defenseman in history to have three multi-point games in his first eight seasons. Hmm. Hmm. 2014. Uh, Yeah. He loves country music. He hung out with Shania Twain at a pro bull rider event at The Rock. Just in case you maybe saw a picture floating around the Twitterverse. His favorite movie is Fast and Furious, in case you see him pounding around with old Vin Diesel. Is he still playing? Yes. But not for the Devils. He's 6'2", 205 pounds. He has three points in 12 career playoff games. Come on, man. This former devil is one of the most polarizing devil over the past 10 years. Could it possibly be somebody related to Damon Severson? Exactly. Well, uh, see, Dan, 
you should have just said it, even though you were thinking. I don't care. Tony said it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's cool. But it's yeah. Damon Severson. Oh, that's it. Very good. And I had this one done before we even scheduled those guys. So no I way. Figured, I figured just, you yeah, might have done it just because no, of that. But I figured let's just keep it with the Columbus name. So, yeah, it was Damon Severson. Nice. Dan, you kind of did I like Severson. that. You put it's it in on tricky yourself. that you threw him in. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I, I knew it first, but that's all right. It doesn't matter. You gotta say the name. I was purposely thinking outside. Nobody can I'm catch like, There's him. no way this Doesn't is matter. gonna happen. I think you could have. You could have easily Son said Damon Severson. I can't. Yeah, you, you, can, you obviously you put like, it, obviously it, had it on your mind. You can't catch him. You can't catch him. And so nobody's just, ever gonna you, beat him. So, so that's so that you don't. So you're just disinterested in the whole thing because there's no chance of you winning. Is that what you're saying? It's fine. Oh, you got me. But I think that maybe next year Tony's just a permanent host. <laughs> we could just see if the three of us can actually I, win one of these. I don't mind playing with the greats. It's okay if I Tony's yeah. going to beat me on this. He's, you know, Tony's got a little Rain Man in him with this, and I, I can't compete with that. It's a little magic. Where hopefully true. maybe we'll get other games that the, maybe we'll, well do. Damon Severson, when um, it's funny because Dan, when you said that, it kind of gave it away. But when Chris said, "Paulie, like one of our top the ten year, like our defense hasn't been that great in the last bunch of years." Yeah, so kind of exactly. made sense, and I had to put the years together, so that was you know that's a, a fairly high draft pick by the Devils. Really, twenty fourteen, you can't even pick anybody else like that. Like those facts alone, it, it, there's well, nobody else there. What year was he drafted? I think it was twelve. Probably. So he was drafted in 2012. I want to see uh, what other defensemen went before him. Damon Severson. Yes. I didn't know the Shania. Was it Shania Twain? You said I didn't know that. Whole, yeah. Whole apparently spiel. he's a big country music fan. So the, grand, the, the grand winner still buys everybody dinner, right? So we're going to get yep, together at some exactly. point. That's right. Yeah. I, I will definitely Steak do and that. lobster or something to, like that? White Castle. They still have White Castle there? I want a Lithuanian dinner. I want a Lithuanian dinner. Now, Tony, maybe – I don't know. Maybe one of you guys would be able to tell me if some of these guys are still playing because I'm not 100% sure. But there were a bunch of defensemen that were drafted. Uh, Ryan Murray was drafted by Columbus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Griffin Reinhardt. By the yeah, Islanders? Is that dude still yeah. playing? I don't know if he's still playing, yeah. but I know who he is. Morgan Riley, um, Hampus Lindholm, Matt Dumba. There were a lot of good defensemen came out of that. Jacob Truba. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Cody Cece came out of that draft. Uh, Malcolm Subban. No, that was a goalie. Wrong one. Jordan Schmaltz. Um, Brady Shea. And then we go down to number 60, and there he is, Damon Severson. So, yeah, there were a lot of good defensemen that went before him. I got to get my head in this game because he was so newly not a devil, it wasn't even on my radar. It's almost like you tricked me on purpose. Like, I'm not even going to think of this guy. I do the same thing. Like, my head automatically goes to, like, 1995. I keep going to the 90s every time. Like, I I don't – and also, I mean, I have said on the show that I – Got away from hockey for a few years, you know, and my kids yeah, were Chris born walked and away stuff, on the and, strike, right? Too. You, yeah, the strike. Out. I was. That was it. I, was I remember done. texting I you about Taylor years. Hall, like getting Taylor Hall or something. You're like, yeah, I like, asked you who he was. Who, who's he? I'm like, I asked what Bobby happened? who Taylor. Hall, that's how here? out of he literally wow. said, "Who is he?" I'm like, "Holy shit, he's yep. not watching hockey." <laughs> nope. Yeah. I, Bobby, I did you give it up? I never gave. No, no. I sat through all that shit. I sat through John McClain being the coach down to like a, you know, a. A handful of games a year, you know, just check it in, reading on what they're doing. Some of the because I was starting to get a little, 
you know, I, bummed out. I don't but, watch uh, them all. I probably still don't even even last year to be honest with you, just my schedule like I didn't I record all of them so I usually can, but even in the even in the bad years though, I mean, 90% of the games I'm still watching. Yeah, I mean, I they were watching. really bad. Um I had said when all the scuttlebutt was going on about the the was it a lockout or a strike? It was a lockout, right? Mm-hmm. That canceled the whole season. It was <laughs> yeah. both, right? Yeah. yeah. So basically my whole thing was Two like sides I of assholes. Yeah, I was like, you know, the millionaires are fighting with the billionaires. I've spent so much fucking money and time going to these games yeah. and rooting for this team, and now they're going to cancel the whole fucking season. And yeah. I was disgusted. And I, I felt the same way. Me, and, like, our kids were both, like, at the age where you'd love to take the little kids to the games, and you realize how priced out you are as, like, the yeah. average person from bringing yeah. a couple of kids to a game. It's so hard. Uh, and, and then, meanwhile, at the same time, it's they're – carving up that giant piece of pie and it's an argument so it's kind of disheartening as a fan you're like yeah fuck this yeah Yeah, and and a lot of guys went overseas i was gonna ask jim dowd about that the interview he went to germany and played i mean a lot of dudes you know and when the when the lockout happened i was disgusted i said fuck this i said every year i spend so much money i watch this fucking team every single game i have for you know, the last decade and you're going to cancel a whole fucking season. I got addicted to American Idol that year. So oh fuck God. them for so Shit. much more. Yeah, we're lucky. I got still over here, guys. <laughs> I got over the addiction. That's good. But, yeah, I never yeah, stopped but, watching, uh, man. But I got to say, it was that was a tough one. I, I mean, my heart told me I should stop watching, but I never did. I, I, I started in 2015. I kind of watched, like I started watching a couple of games and then like seeing – you know, oh shit, they got the first overall pick coming up, you know, and yeah. kind of getting excited. And once, like, he sure got drafted, and I went to opening game that year, and I was kind of, for a couple of years before that, you know, starting to follow, get back into it. At least I knew what they were doing. I didn't watch every do game, you, but I kept up to him. And then by do the you time remember, he got drafted, I was. Do you remember walking by him mm-hmm. that year? We were leaving from one side of the bars going to the other, and we walked right by Heischer and a couple other guys coming out the side door to get in like their limo just to go around Championship Plaza. I don't remember that. We walked right by, and I was like, holy shit, this kid's like, he's small, he's thin, he's a kid. And this is like yeah. Nico Heischer. And he was just like, yeah, oh, there we go, just walking right by. Yeah, because we were at his first game. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, against Colorado. But, yeah, I got out of it for a while, and I remember like exactly what Bobby said about Taylor Hall. I texted back, who's he? I was, that like, was his so, exact words. Yep. Wow. And I was like, no, you know, like Taylor and Tyler, like Taylor yeah. Hall. He's like, nope. <laughs> like, holy you shit. Know, it turns out, like, you know, the way he left the team, it's like, ah, who's he? <laughs> yeah, no, he carried yeah. that team, though, for a year. I mean, that, that was actually a fun oh, year to yeah, watch. Definitely. The, the, the so, year it fell apart was so rough, though. It, yeah. you know, like, all this yeah, shit he had with the fans. I think with him, you know, I don't think he ever wanted to, to be fans. there. Like, I'm, I just nah, think he just he didn't, didn't ever want to be there. It was just, you know, he was, he was upset when he left Edmonton. You know, it was a big deal. That's where I get excited yeah. about Jack Hughes. He's got, like, a totally different – he doesn't seem on the fence. He seems like he really wants to be here. And that's that's huge, man. If you're going to have a star in your team, you don't want to feel like he's just, uh, yeah, I'm here for now. You know, like that's, well, I, think I know he, it's a I, business, but you want your star to want to be there. I think Jack Hughes, as far as that goes, leads the way – uh, with that, because I don't get that from anybody in that locker room, you know, that this is a place that they don't want to be like people that are. I mean, we had guys this year that actually wanted to come here like superstars and sign long term contracts yeah. here to spend the next, you know, eight years of their lives here. Like Meyer and, Pilat, and 
And yeah, and it's like that's say what all... you want about Severson. He he was actually legitimately bummed that he spent all his yeah, years yeah. with the team bad and he wanted to be with the team good. Yeah. And he knew it wasn't gonna work out. And that's what probably made it easier. I think he knew he had to go like there's just no oh, yeah, 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 he, for that term. Yeah, he, it was his term it was his contract basically. Well, it's just the defense but, too. The devil's yeah. defense needs to make room and he's not part of the future. So But how shitty would you feel if the Devils go and win the Stanley Cup this year and you're Ryan Graves yeah. You get, you get dra- you get traded to the Devils from Colorado, and they go and win the cup. Yep. And now, if he gets traded to Pittsburgh, and the Devils go and win the cup, this dude's just going to be Pittsburgh will trade him, just hoping they win the cup next year. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just you know, I mean, I that's the dudes I feel bad for. Poor guys, you know? you're uh, premature his whole career. Well, you guys yeah, remember when exactly. Fatisoff got moved? Like I was, you know, obviously he won eventually. He did yeah, it Detroit. He got his but I remember story. I was like, how those handshakes must have felt in that line, you know? And they, yeah. you could see the dudes even hugging them. Like there was definitely like a Stevens and them. They understood that. How that yeah. must have Three months like, earlier, he's winning a cup. You know, yeah. it's like that's the worst thing. Yeah. Well, Dowd bought I'm up Tony you. Amante, and I think he was right because I believe Tony Amante got traded right before they won that cup in '94. Right. I believe right. he got moved out because I thought Tony Amati yeah. was a hell of a player. I mean, you know. What about Bernie Nichols with yeah. the Devils yeah. in 95? He gets, yep. you know, for uh, like we talked about with uh, Dowd for Broughton. And, mm-hmm. you know, Broughton goes and wins the Stanley Cup. It's, and Nichols it happens was amazing. All the time. Bernie Nichols was amazing. You yeah. know what Bernie Nichols, the Dowd was talking about this, but he never got into it, that, you know, when he got called up, um, first of all, they were going to bring up David Emma instead of him. But he also came in when Bernie Nichols lost his son, if you remember. Right. That I was that time period that. when that tragedy That's happened. Yeah, yeah. He came up. He came up in that spot, I believe, if I'm correct. That year. Yeah, he he did, and I remember him talking about that. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to do it for us tonight. Um, but real quick before we wrap it up, uh, what did you guys think of um, the outlook of the Columbus Blue Jackets from Lance and uh, Kevin? Did did you guys think they were? I mean, I thought they they they, they know were their realistic, team, man. I think. Yeah, no, I, I think I, they, I think I think Lance was a little more realistic with where the Blue Jackets are probably going to end up this yeah. year. You know, not to shit on them, I'm just saying they are a few years away. Um, and Kevin's very optimistic about the team; he's very excited about them, and I'd be too. You know, I mean, they they do have a lot of things to be excited for. Kevin yeah. knew his yeah. shit too. He had his he, he knows Fuck his yeah, shit. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah, they're coming from a hard place. It, it, they're in a really weird situation because they're not in this continual uprise they had a really big hiccup you know they got the number one free agent two years ago didn't work out at all people are starting to question is it the size thing like does he fit the team johnny gordeaux is a great hockey player like he's gonna do fine you look at their lineup they are there's a lot of powerful names in there i think they handled it well i think they're just in the same spot though like it's one thing to be optimistic about your team but where do you legitimately see them replacing yeah. one right. of these other teams? That's the hardest part. I mean, is Columbus better than Washington? I mean, you know, I think that jury's out. I think Washington right? would say they had, they had so many injuries. A Columbus fan would say, yeah, and I understand why you don't think so because you haven't seen them play last year. That's not yeah. the team. And so it's, a you know, like a lot of teams that run into injury trouble, uh, you, you can't really gauge – this year's performance on last year's because yeah. it's not I mean, going to be the same team. They really are riding the same trajectory the Devils were two years ago. Yeah, you know, right. I mean, they were arguably we, we, ahead of us. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. Uh, but we saw those glimpses. 
you know, in 20, whatever fucking year it was, 2021, um, you know, we saw the glimpses. We saw the team, you know, have these amazing third period comebacks and just like they can't keep the puck out of the net. But when they get things going, they they look pretty good. And then when yeah. they finally so get the healthy speed. and they, they yeah. yeah, they fix up that goaltending problem and these guys have a whole season to play together. Man, last season was fucking magical. Right. And I, I mean, I am so psyched for this. You year. know, the more we dissect what happened last year and what could potentially happen this year, the more, even though I'll be, I'll continue to be the homer of homers, the more I like realistically sit back and be like, there's a lot of points we're probably going to lose that we didn't mm-hmm. lose last year. I could see it happen. Between very late comeback wins, other teams getting better, and I'll still maintain we can still be a better team than this year, but have a lot fewer points not just five or six but 10 or 12 because the more i kind of analyze like i was chris your your pick on pittsburgh i was the one going i don't know i think you're putting him too high and then i sat back and i looked at it again i'm like he's got a really good point so let's say pittsburgh gets another of course i do eight of course you do yeah <laughs> you're chris right you know, like we get another eight and ten points so yeah the, the, the closer we get to opening day the scarier it gets i think it's just because of me being the fans been beaten down for the last decade like I want to sit here and be like, no, this team's going to win the Stanley Cup. But and, and you as we and progress, you, it's getting tougher. And you also have like in the back of your head, right? Like that last year was for real, right? Like this right. is going to happen again. Like the, the wheels, the, right. the wheels aren't going to fucking fall I off. Think like there's they're no legit, doubt, right? The, the points are going to be spread a little bit more evenly throughout the the yeah, the whole conference. Um, uh, definitely in, in the Metropolitan, they're going to be spread out a little bit more than they were in the past. Yeah. Uh, you know, like if you look at it, the top two or three teams there was a huge fall off after that yeah last year and and yeah. it's i don't think i think it's gonna be a little tighter all up and down the top eight yeah you're gonna have a couple of teams in the in the uh eastern conference and both conferences but we're talking mostly eastern you're gonna have a couple of teams that are just surprise everybody and you're gonna have a couple of teams that are just gonna completely fall off the fucking map and it's gonna be fun to see who's gonna be those ones on the bubble really fighting at the end yeah. i mean are the Islanders going to be there? I don't know. Is Washington? I don't think so. Uh, but, you know, Boston, I sit here and I'm still saying, I don't know how these guys get back into the playoffs. I know. Uh, you know, it's, and it's so it's, much. It depends on injuries because, you know, like if, if let's imagine like Carolina, who's supposed to be a powerhouse this year, the devil's top opponent, maybe with alongside Toronto. Um, it, it, if they have like horrible injuries all those points go everywhere else too. Yep. You know what I mean? Right. And so that just makes it all tighter too. So, and, so uh, many, to be a variables. good person. I'm not supposed to root for that. Right. Yeah. I'm not yeah. just like, ah, uh, he shouldn't get hurt. When we beat Carolina in the playoffs, whether like it's that. this year or next year, but it's, it has to happen. Okay. Like for so. the devils to really get over down they got to, they got to go exercise yeah. that fucking demon. Mm-hmm. When they do, I want the hurricanes in 100% health. I want to beat the best fucking hurricane team out there. So I hope they don't get hurt because I want this team to do it legit and just roll people because I look at this team a lot like you you say, Bob, and you really, you try not to be the homer of homers, but the fact that we, you know, we follow them, we watch 82 games every single year. I think about this team and I'm like, excuse me. I'm like, I don't know who can fucking stop them. I know. Like they're fucking scary. It's been a long time since I've seen most definitely a top six as loaded as we have. Yeah. I can't remember a team that had that's that kind point. of firepower. 
I, I, if everyone stays healthy, man, and this shit clicks, they, they're going to be lives up dangerous. to its potential. Goaltending does its job. I don't see them losing that many games, and it seems crazy to say that because we just talked about how tight the conference is. So yeah. both things are some, somehow true in my mind. I don't know. And the Devils just, you know, just take care of your own business. That's it. Every night. And, uh, and I mean, look, we all our lives, and we talked about it even on this show with Kevin, um, we do not get the respect. We are an afterthought. Don't respect. All of, we, we are the Rodney fucking Dangerfield of the NHL. That's right. But this year we have sixteen prime sixteen prime time games. Yeah, that was like, wild. That's see, right? crazy. I think yeah. like the third or fourth. I think there's only two teams, Edmonton and one other team, that has more prime time games than we do. Like. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, this team is for real and we're finally getting the respect and, you know, it's, this is, this could be a, a magical fucking situation here for the next eight years, six oh, years God. at least. Absolutely. From a franchise point of view, it, it would be so good to have a successful year here because they, this is the first time they have not only the uh, technical opportunity, but the, you know, media platform to yeah. uh, have that success and really make it vault them forward nationally like if you're the devil's ownership, you see this is like the best opportunity this organization's ever had as far as the team going into the season. And now you, you do have the media attention around them uh, enough to really, you know, do do something that you've never done in New Jersey, which is. And I'm going to put this into following. a really weird perspective. Yeah. But if they actually launch like eight years of sustained success, whether it be long playoff runs or a cup or two at the end of that fuck, I'm closer to 60 than 50, yep. and that's really weird. So, yeah, I really appreciate it if they go on that run. <laughs> but you, Jesus you, Christ. You, Not many runs amazing. left except for in your pants. Fuckers out. We are the Uncle Puckers. Thank you guys so much Wait, for checking us Chris, out. Chris, I got oh, one more hey, question. Please. One more, and I'll yeah. let you guys go. I know it's no, late, no. but uh, what's up? Jimmy Buffett's gone. Who are the next two? Well, yeah, we had one. Already, I right? thought Buffett was the third. Bob Barker. It was, oh, Bob Barker. No, that's we, right. we, no, no. Bob Barker was part of the earlier three. Okay. With Pee Wee and, and Sinead. This is Terry Funk, Bray Wyatt, and over? Jimmy Buffett. Do you have ah. rules with this three thing? Like, how, how <laughs> it's far? It's not a rule. It's more of a guideline. Because well, anybody can count in threes. If you don't break them into groups of threes, then the rule of three doesn't matter. It's ten. Right. It's like, who's the next four? Is it, <laughs> right. It's got to be five, guys. It's got to be five, so there's got to be four more. All I know there's four is, puckers going I think around Jimmy Buffett time. is happy. <laughs> I think Jimmy Buffett's happy. He never has to sing that fucking Margaritaville song ever again live. Key West has and to be bummed. I owe him. I owe him a margarita. I might go do that now. I, I all day any fucking channel on XM I put on, I heard fucking cheeseburger and paradise. I get it. Margarita. <laughs> you don't Bell. like the music, I get it, but uh, I got well, to admire uh, what the guy did for the that brand. Volcano that brand song. is crazy, um, dude. Oh yeah, sure. I mean, that's no a, doubt. But that's I what just, always bothered me about him, though. It's like, he, that, hey, yeah, guys, he I'm so, so laid. Fake. I'm so laid back. Meanwhile, he's like running, uh, a, you know, a mega corporation. Right. And he's basically, a suit masquerading as a flip flop guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think, think there probably was a period in his life where it was that, but eventually he turned in more like Warren Buffett than Jimmy Buffett. He's like a financial <laughs> <laughs> man. Obviously, knew what he was doing because he was quite successful. Yeah, so I mean, are we? Do we have to pick somebody? I mean, Gil Brandt just died. He's a legend in NFL circles. I mean, he just passed away a couple of days ago. Uh, I don't know. Find out. 
I mean, we yeah, I'd rather not start guessing on people. Like, you're actually thinking I about this, somebody. Tony. What the fuck's wrong with you? What do you like? Who I always got to bring my dose of, I always got to bring my, my death and doom to the end of the show always. Yeah, you kind of do. It's my uh, thing. If uh, I win, I'll get the tattoo of my arm. Exactly. I got him. Check us out uh, wherever you get your podcasts. We are also on the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, we are the Uncle Puckers, and thank you for the brew crew tonight for jumping on and talking a little Columbus Blue Jacket with us. It was a lot of fun to have them on. For Dan, Tony, and Bobby, I'm Chris. We're the Uncle Puckers. We'll see you when we see you. Exactly. Later. Well, that, that outro, I just still don't have that, Dan. So that's <laughs> Okay, well, that <laughs> might have to take a second. Oh, wrong one? Maybe do an extra read. I could play something else. No, I got it somewhere here. I could we can't see. even leave the show. Now, now we're stuck here in limbo. <laughs> now we're watching videos. What is this? Yeah, it's a Riverside commercial. On? Oh, sweet. Ooh. All right. I hit the wrong button. I think people punched out long ago. <laughs> oh, no doubt. Oh, I don't yeah. even know. Why I, I know exactly here. where they punched out. This is like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're pulling up the. Uh, can you just do a hard cut at this point? <laughs> That's yeah, it. Yeah, I could, but this is more fun. <laughs> Okay, right. you want me to actually find it? No. I'll, I'll take even longer. No. Or Chris, why don't, you do a rendition? why don't you sing for us a Margaritaville on the way out? Yeah, that's pretty uh, good. Wasted away again. Not in Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan's not dead, goddammit. You just cursed Bob Dylan. If he died. <laughs> there you go, number three. He's next. There you go. go. There's All your right. answer. Hey, Bob Dylan's on the list. <laughs> It's over, Johnny. It's over!